Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We're going to read from Zechariah 14, verse 1 to 9. All right. Behold, the day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured. The houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fights on a day of battle. In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. You will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azal. Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come, and the holy ones with him. In that day there will be no light, the luminaries will dwindle. For it will be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will, be, it will come about that at, at evening time there will be light. And in that day living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as well as in winter. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be the only one, and his name the only one. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Uh, dear Lord God, we just thank you, Father, uh, just for this invitation, Lord, uh, to meet you. Just midweek, Lord, we just pray, Father, um, that we can just receive from you uh, for, through your word, Lord, just through your wisdom. I pray that we can have open hearts, God. I know we have... Uh, you know, busy weeks and things kind of, uh, you know, set out. But Father, we, we just pray we can put that aside, Lord. And just be with you this morning. Be in your presence, Father. And yeah, Lord, we just give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, so I came across this passage yesterday afternoon. I was kind of like, uh, I was telling Evan, I was like, oh, I have, a, I have a word that has come up, but I'm not sure where God's going with it. The word in my mind was actually fountain. And uh, in this passage, really the only reference to the, the fountain is in verse 8, speaking to the living waters, which I'll speak to. But I was kind of asking God, like, what is the, the fountain or this flow? We know that the living water, you know, is God. And, and what application is he trying to give it, give us, you know, that this, this morning or today, what's the word of encouragement? And so I fell onto this, you know, passage by Zechariah, which is uh, this prophecy at the end, right? This is the last chapter of Zechariah. And so I guess like they're going through a, a battle at the time where there's not a lot of hope and they're going through a lot of trial. And, you know, Zechariah gives this uh, prophecy this like you know it's it's he's talking about the end times right behold the day is coming uh, for the lord when the when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you and so this day is coming is always speaking about the second coming of christ and so he gives this sort of you know this prophecy this word this vision goes into the details of you know overcoming your enemies and this and that but Sometimes when we read scripture like this, we feel like God's going to, you know, win the battle for us right now in whatever battle we're going through. But actually, when you, when you look at scripture like this, 
it's looking at a at an eternal perspective. It's not looking at today. But that eternal perspective can give us peace in our day-to-day, knowing sort of where the realities of God lay and where they sit, where promises and prophecies like these are true, but we also have to kind of live it out and walk it out. And so, you know, the the living waters of God that flow through us enable us to kind of, you know, fight the good fight. As we kind of go through uh, some of the verses here, uh, verse 2 says, For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the woman vanished, and half of the city exiled, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Verse 3 reads, Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. There's different translations for verse 3, but I guess one interpretation is that it says that then the Lord will go forth and fight, you know, on the day of coming, that's when Jesus wins the battle for all of us. But that second part of the scripture that says, as when he fights on a day of battle, that is what we can hold on to for today. Meaning, it's not that Jesus just fights our battles when he comes back, but he's with us fighting the battles every day as he was in the time of despair, you know, in, in this period where they're, you know, they're, they're, the enemy seems like it's winning. And so I, I guess there's like, you know, these things that each of us go through um, that we're battling even right now where it just feels like the enemy is winning. It's like things just don't seem to be going right. It's like we see a lot of unjust stuff in the world. Uh, we, you know, in our relationships and certain things, you know, work context, it's like, it's like, you know, the guy who is slimy and cheats and does all these things, that guy gets a promotion at, at work, right? Or it's like, we've spent all this time trying to do the right thing. And at the end of the day, the results are horrible, right? We're honest, we're truthful, we stick to God. And it's like, man, like, how come it doesn't work out for me? And so the, the battle that we're always fighting, and as you see this throughout, you know, sort of, uh, you know, biblical times is that we kind of adopt a mentality, which we may not always know of, if we can't beat them, join them. Like maybe only me and Joe know this. <laughs> you can't beat them, join them. You guys know what that means? Yeah, right? And so sometimes we allow the enemy to overwhelm us and we say, you know what? Being the good guy, it doesn't really work. And so we find our ways to sort of undercut things. And, you know, we, we kind of just sort of live in a little bit of the gray because it's hard to fight the battle, the right battle, the right way. Um, I had this example, which, which maybe Ken saw because I had passed in my sermon notes. And I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't come to me sort of like, you know, while I was preaching a, a couple Sundays ago. But... You know, on during retreat, I say this in a safe place, although it's recorded. So hopefully, not too many people listen. Safe place, okay? But uh, just being just being open and honest, because you know, I had these thoughts too. But you know, when we were in Batam for retreat, and you know, the, the staff was so worried about you know the the transportation and the commute over, and so every on Friday as people would come, I think like all of us would be like, oh my gosh, like how was how was the ferry ride? How was it? And, uh, oh my gosh, no judgment on anyone, right? Because, you know, we want, we, you know, staff was there a day early. We didn't have to endure any of it. But it was like, you know, I'd ask some people, like, 
how was it? And they told me, you know what? I saw this gap in the line and no one was looking. And I just went and I cut like 30 people. And then I heard like, oh, you know what? Like, I just kind of tagged along with like, you know, I, it wasn't you, but I was just like Joe and his family because he had kids. So I just kind of like went with them and I, and so we got through really quick and the lineup was like two hours long. We bypassed everyone. I didn't know how to respond. I wanted to be like, oh my gosh, I'm glad you didn't have to endure that. At the same time, I was like, uh, <laughs> we're going into church retreat and you just, you know, cut the line and you sort of lied about how this being your kid. And I, you know, and, and so I felt like, wow, sometimes we're just so caught up and we're not aware of the battles that we're losing. We're not aware that God is always with us and God is always watching. God, it's, it's not a judgment like, oh my gosh, what a crazy sin. But if we're not aware of how the, the world and the enemy is putting that pressure on us, we won't realize the decisions we make. We don't realize kind of, you know, how we're responding and acting. And we don't understand what kind of witness we are because we're just sort of like succumbing to those pressures and those battles. And the battle could be as much as, I don't want to wait two hours, because no one wants to wait two hours. But if you knew that you were going to meet God, right, which is, you know, we, we really hoped and prayed that the presence of the Lord would be felt by people who join our retreat every year, wouldn't that two-hour struggle be worth it? Or would it be, be like, I just need to get there, I need to get my room, I need to get my bags put away, I need to get all this stuff figured out. It's like... Yes, those things are important, but when we don't have the right perspective, we kind of lose that, right? We kind of, like the victory isn't in cutting the line. The victory is in, you know, suffering with God, doing it his way, doing it in the way that he'd want us to. And so that's why with this uh, prophecy, it's really looking at the end times, but that eternal perspective is what should drive us and comfort us and give us that security to continue to, to walk along the right path. And it's hard. The thing is that it's hard. Um, but we need to find comfort in scripture and these sort of truths that we know and not just on like a quick fix, instant gratification, right? It's like, they always like, you know, they, they, there's always this question that comes out like, you know, if you were to win the lottery, would you want like, a million bucks a day or like $100,000 for the next 10 years and it's like rolls the interest and it ends up always being like if you wait and get paid out annually, you get a lot more money. But people mostly want just the million dollars right now because it's like, I have it, I need it, I want it. But the only gratification we're ever really going to find that satisfies the soul and puts our hearts at rest is the day Jesus comes again. We can taste heaven on earth, but there's certain battles to be fought where we won't find victory until he comes. And are we sort of in that mindset to understand the greater battle that we face? Verse five reads, you will flee by the valley of my mountains for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azul. I might be pronouncing that wrong, sorry. Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah, then the Lord my God will come 
and all the holy ones with him, like you will flee. There will be a way out. There will be a way to our safety, to our salvation, back to the Lord. And I, and I really find it so powerful in that last line there. It says, then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. You can imagine the army of angels of the believers, you know, who have, you know, passed on earth before us all coming at this time to finally win that final day of judgment. And it's like, that should give us some assurance. But we have to go through this sort of like, you know, looking inside of our heart to really reveal what really gives us assurance in our lives today. And often it's, it's solutions. Often it's, it's evidence. It's things that we can, that are tangible. But, you know, we had this kind of long discussion yesterday with the staff. We we're just talking about like, God is always moving. And we were, we're seeking and receiving revelation every day. And we won't fully know until we're in heaven so many things. And so do we walk dwelling on those things or do we walk with knowing what we know to be true, which is Christ? And so, of course, we're going to have questions. Of course, you know, the enemy is going to give us answers and they're often going to be the wrong answers. But that's a challenge that we have to go through of us kind of discerning through whether or not, um, you know, what weapon are we going to bring with us to fight in those battles, our daily battles. Verse 6 and 7 read, In that day there will be no light. The luminaries will dwindle, for it will be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will come about that at evening time there will be light. Verse 8, And in that day living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the, and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as well as in winter. Those living waters flow everywhere, Right? And the living waters that, you know, sort of I think that the image that God was given to me is, it's like God tries to have his, you know, through the spirit, have those waters throw through our hearts today. But somehow in our hearts, we have built up these dams, these reservoirs, you know, the water can't flow. You know, God can't flow through us because we've just created so many barriers and blockages or succumbing to the lies of the enemy or the ways of the world or the ways of, you know, of the enemy. Don't allow those streams of water to flow. And as those different sort of parts of our heart, you know, get dried out or they're starting to, you know, wither or we just feel like we can never get refreshed or replenished, we start to panic and do things that can somehow fix that, right? And often those, you know, are, are things that are they're not the way of God. So I, I felt like God was challenging us a bit today of fighting the good fight. And all of us are going through unique battles, and all of us are relying on God for different things. But the key is, is always fighting with the Lord, even in our despair, even when it seems like the bad guys are winning. You know, like throughout scripture, we see many times the bad guys are winning and the outcome is not, is not great for that time. And so how do we deal with disappointment? How do we deal with 
you know, um, yeah, setbacks. How do we deal with, with these things that we feel are so unjust that happen to us in our lives? Do we kind of, you know, just kind of wither down? Do we get really upset and angry? Do we lash out? Or do we allow the streams of God, the living waters of God, to flow through us and carry us? That's what the Lord's hope is for us, is that we be able to endure, persevere, but not on our own strength, not you know according to our own will, but allowing God to enter in more and more. And so, I, you know, I know, like I, the end times is not something we definitely you know we, we we often speak so much about. But I think like over the last month, you know, God has really been speaking to SP about changing our perspective. And in, an eternal perspective is one that will always serve us well. It doesn't mean that today doesn't matter. But interesting enough, having that perspective can allow us to make better sense of today. And often making better sense of today is really understanding that it's, it's not such a big deal because we know where we're going. And that because we know where we're going, you know, and we know who, who is on our side, it should give us all the will, ability, and strength to get through it, right? And so when we see things like, you know, like unforgiveness, broken relationship, you know, I talked about it being indifferent, just not caring. Like, I, I don't know. It's like no big deal to me. doesn't really matter. doesn't affect me. Right? It's like we have to really take a step back and see how we're dealing with these things. Because those are the very battles that, you know, God wants us to fight. Those are the battles that if we win with Christ, like loving our enemy... That's what gets people to, you know, see the light of God. That's what people, that's what allows the world, you know, to come out of the darkness. Is actually our ability to persevere and fight. So, we want to think a lot of times of our daily battles and that struggle. Which is true, we go through it, it's very real. But do we ever think that we're fighting a bigger battle? Like the enemy is doing everything he can so that we're a bit weary and that we have no desire right, to bring others to Christ because we're so caught up in our own mess. So verse 8, I hope, gives you comfort. And in that day, living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as well as in winter. Verse 9 reads, And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be the only one, and his name the only one. I reference this passage from Romans, and um, you don't have to go there, Jens, if you don't want to, if it's too hard. But it's Romans 8, 36-39. Uh, Paul writes this, As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation 
will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And that's tough. It's tough to receive that and to operate in that way, but if we can have that perspective of knowing the suffering we go through, the lies of the enemy that continually attack us, seeing how the evil of the world seems to be winning, if we can put our assurance knowing that victory is ours, victory is not a question, victory is ours for the taking, then we can find that we can conquer that in our heart first today. And, and that's really the, you know, I think the encouragement and the push that God has for us today. Would you fight those battles differently today? And so just reflect on that. I'm going to ask Brian to just uh, prepare worship. Um, it's a short message today, but it's one that, you know, it, it takes some time to process. I'm not sure what all of you guys are battling with or struggling through or finding to be, you know, like I said.